Hi there and a very warm welcome as every Friday to Bergos Now. If you're hearing a bit of background noise and past the lovely music that you may have noticed at the get-go of this, uh, maybe a bird here and there, we are actually outside of the Paris Plus Art Basel Art Fair in Paris. We're not very far from the Eiffel Tower and we found, Thomas and I, Dr. Thomas Kellan and I, we found a, what we think is the quietest spot <laughs> to sit and, and have this conversation. Thomas, good to see you. Good to see you, Aurelia. And well, as I said, we're at an art fair. Uh, this is the second in two weeks. It's the season, it's fall. And I think let's start maybe with a very simple question. What are you making of the art fairs this year? It's very crowded. Uh, it starts at either 10 here in Paris or at 11 in London. You see more or less um, incredibly the same people, the same crowd, the same galleries, and almost the same artists with almost the same works. Um, After a number of years, I think it is a little bit, um, I wouldn't say boring, but less exciting. Uh, so we really, really, really walk and walk and walk to make new discoveries. Mm, yeah. Last week, uh, Thomas, there was freeze in London, which is divided into two fairs. The, the more contemporary part is freeze, the proper freeze. And then there's freeze masters that shows old masters up until the year 2000. Is it now? When is the cutoff? 2000, 2002. So rather recent. Um, and now we're here at, at, at the Grand Palais Ephemère. So not the Grand Palais yet. We hope that that will be back next year. Comparing those two fairs, I would agree that there's a little bit of a flair of expectedness maybe. Um, did you make any discoveries? Is there anything that stands out to you that you'll find really noticeable? Maybe also comparing those two fairs. Um, I realized that the exhibition in Venice, the Milk of Dreams, uh, the Venice Biennial, uh, really caused an influence onto the entire art market. All of a sudden you see uh, Leonor Fini in the middle of contemporary art. Uh, so the surrealist uh, female artist um, otherwise, discoveries, um, we realize that many, 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 many artists uh, on this planet, whether Barbara Kruger, Jenny Holzer, Tony Craig, Anish Kapoor, you can name 20, 30 artists, uh, are producing more or less not only similar but very similar works. And this uh, leads to the point that you realize um, why are they really that expensive? Why are they, uh, some of them are only 300,000, a lot of them are a million, some of them are above a million. Why do we um, continuously follow these artists who really produce the same work? Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe Georg Basel is uh, the most of of all of them and the prices are 1.5 million here so when we talk about discoveries um, at here uh, Paris Plus mm -hmm. we walk into the long 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 gangway at the very end of the tent which we just started yeah. and then we realize we have galleries that we know but we don't know what they show mm -hmm. and that is really exciting now I think also like traditional artists to really make us remind of 
of uh, who we are, where we are, where we stand, what means nature to us, what about, let's say, our real mere existence in these very difficult times. One of them would be Tacita Dean, right? Mm. And then you see a huge, huge uh, boulder, uh, three meters high, five and a half, six meters wide. And that is also price-wise still, let's say, a reasonable work. Mm. You need the wall, though. Thomas, you mentioned this sort of in, in passing now, you know, the, the, the sort of climate that we find ourselves in. I mean, we're, we're reporting from an art fair that is vibrant and everybody's walking around in beautiful attire and then seems very chipper with a glass of champagne in hand. And of course, at the same time, we're getting endless streams of really worrying messages basically from around the world, not the, the, the obvious war situations that we're facing aside also in smaller degrees. I mean, just then we heard about multiple airports here in, in France being uh, evacuated. What do you make of all of this? I mean, is the, is the art world reacting? And I don't mean immediately. I don't mean is there an uprise in any way. I mean, like, do you feel like the last few years have really been full of so many very worrying and troubling things, right? I mean, I don't have to restate all the obvious. I think this is the point. It's not only a very good and interesting and important point. It is the point right now. Uh, the art world has not decidedly yet reacted against the terrorist attack against Israel. Uh, there was either silence or even uh, a so-called but. You know, you say, okay, it's a terrorist attack, but... Mm. And then other arguments come in. This has led to a discussion only uh, during the last days, not right after October 7th. And it is a total difference um, in comparison to the reactions uh, against the Ukrainian war. Mm -hmm. That was very clearly condemned. Nobody really was on the side of Putin and his regime. What we watch now is that maybe the so-called art world, which we still call the art world, right. as if it were a global art It's world, yes. is entirely divided. It always has been divided. However, during, the let's say, the very good years of globalism, we had so-called global art. We thought that Russia, China, Latin America, and even parts of Africa are slowly but also now seriously joining the so-called art world, yeah. which is still a Western art world. Now we realize that there's no longer Russia, there is no longer China, mm -hmm. unless the artists are strongly tied to one of the Western galleries already for years, and they almost don't even live any longer in China. Look at Ai Weiwei, mm -hmm. he's no longer living in China for years. Mm -hmm. um, regarding Russia, the, let's say, most famous Russian artist died, that's Ilya Kabakov, mm -hmm. and now you don't almost even know any Russian artist, although you can say there is the Kaisering in Goslar, and this has been given to uh, Vladimir Zakharov, who is an anti-Putin artist who also can no longer work in Russia. But in general, the country broke away. Same with uh, China. You had this group of very, very famous Chinese artists besides the Ai Weiwei. It was a group of four or five artists. Um, Seng Franzi is with Hauser and Wirt and uh, others are with other galleries. But if they are not with these galleries, you would know what is happening in China and are we really interested? Mm -hmm. In parentheses, we are not. Uh, an artist like Fang Lijun, who is maybe the most famous artist of China, is not known in the West, etc., etc., etc. And now we realize that um, 
you know, whoever is an artist has to be a Western artist, that makes us isolated all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. We realize we are not the world any longer. Mm -hmm. We are just a part, one part of the world. Even if we call ourselves the democratic part of the world, we are totally aware that um, many countries, many states, even other continents think, what is democracy? It is what you call democracy. Thomas, this kind of came up when we were talking yesterday and I thought that that was just such an important point to make and I, I really thought, you know, this is such a thoughtful and true statement. This sort of isolation of a certain uh, art-making and art-appreciating landscape, right? That there's really this sort of global feeling has yeah, increasingly disappeared in the in the in what we call the art world, right? Um, But Thomas, I mean, it still is true or it holds true, I think, it continues to hold true, that art has a voice that maybe can only be created in art. And I, I think you and I both stand strongly behind the value of, of people speaking out through the, their medium, whatever that might be. Is there anything or many things, Bob, I hope, that make you hopeful? What are we sort of looking towards? I think uh, in times like ours, um, we are getting more thoughtful. I think this is good. Basically, I mm -hmm. think it's important and it's really good. Mm -hmm. Maybe we get momentarily a little bit away from all, let's say, the beautiful colors, the beautiful flowers. Uh, we had beautiful new flower paintings by Damien Hirst at Gagosian and Fries in London. You still have a lot of art, let's say, that is extremely entertaining. Mm -hmm. uh, this entertainment business is maybe still very fashionable in particularly those Asian states who travel to London and Paris to buy. I mean, Japanese clients, Korean clients, uh, a lot of them very young uh, ladies. Uh, on the other hand, let's say we old uh, art nations in the West, like Germany, France, Great Britain, some part even the United States, I think this idea to, to ponder, to think about it, everything twice now, um, it is a very, very good moment. I don't fear for the future of art in general, mm -hmm. absolutely not. Mm -hmm. But I think there is a sort of uh, revision underway. First of all, a lot, a lot, a lot of the prices are too high. Yeah. Secondly, a lot of artists, let's say, I'm so sorry, I love them all, are repeating themselves, let's say one to 20% too much. Yeah. And on the other hand, we have these new discoveries from Milk of Dreams in particular, um, a lady, a curator from New York who only showed women in the art. And we realize in, in galleries like here in Paris, Marion Goodman, all of a sudden, uh, they show art that is reflecting the importance of the material and planet Earth. Yeah. And we have to take it all seriously. Like, let's say, we take our children seriously, we take our future seriously in general. And it truly has to be more human also in the sense that we realize that All the Russians are human beings, all the Chinese are, all the Africans are, or the, the Palestinians are, etc. And we are decidedly against terrorism. Uh, we are decidedly for peace and for the arts and for the love of human beings. The Milk of Dreams you just mentioned was the biennial that happened last year. And I'm looking forward to next year when we'll see what, you know, what sort of shaping art world moment will occur there um, I'm always grateful for uplifting words at the end of any podcast I think those were beautiful I stand with you in the deep trust that the art will prevail <laughs> and of course there's always beautiful things to discover that 
yeah, make us very hopeful. So Thomas, thank you for taking the time today. Absolutely. And we thank you as always so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed also a little bit of a scenic background of the city of Paris where we sit here in this park and chat. We'll be back with more from Bergers now as always next Friday. Looking forward to it. And until then, I wish you a beautiful weekend and a pleasant and successful week. Bye-bye. <laughs>